the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I've said before that one of the reasons, the main reason, that our politics have gone off the rails is because our culture's gone off the rails. Politics doesn't go off the rails unless our culture goes off the rails because what our culture will tolerate will show up in our politics. If someone in politics does something and the culture deems that to be not allowable, then that person won't get elected to office. And we political scandals all the time, right? Does anybody remember a guy named Gary Hart? Gary Hart was going to run for president. He was going to be like a Democratic superstar. And then somebody did a story on Gary Hart just having a picture taken with a beautiful young woman sitting on his lap while he was married to someone else. The woman's name was Donna Rice. And just the fact that Gary Hart had a beautiful young woman sitting on his lap dockside at a seaport was enough for the culture to reject Gary Hart as unfit for office. Uh, It's been a while (laughs) since that was how our culture viewed things, because when Bill Clinton, a highly popular president, was exposed as an adulterer before he became a highly popular president, it did not stop him from becoming president. And then after he had uh, an affair with a White House intern, imagine the Me Too scandal. Had Me Too been a thing back when the Monica Lewinsky-Bill Clinton thing was exposed? Uh, Well, then when Clinton had that with Monica Lewinsky, like, then we sort of, as a country, had a debate as to whether, is that your business? Is that really your business? I mean, after all, he is a really good president, and the economy's really good. And besides, I mean, we elected him president, even though he was unfaithful to his wife, Hillary. Have you heard her talk? I mean, you know. Hard to feel sorry for her, right? There was a lot of that going on back when Clinton's affair with Monica Lewinsky was exposed. Well, now we're at the point, I can't imagine that a Gary Hart-type candidate would be rejected just because he had an affair with somebody. I mean, we elected Donald Trump. Look at look at what a lout Donald Trump is when it comes to marital fidelity. And the Christian voters embraced Donald Trump. I think they embrace Donald Trump as the lesser of two evils because, speaking of cultural degradation, back when Bill Clinton was president, you used to be able to be a pro-choice Democrat. You're not allowed to be a pro-choice Democrat anymore. Back when Barack Obama got elected president, he was on the record against same-sex marriage. You can't be that anymore and be a Democrat. Look at the shifting positions of Tim Ryan. When he ran for Senate. (laughs) So this whole cultural descent into 
allowing behaviors that used to disqualify us from electing certain people as leaders, it shows that we don't prioritize truth, we don't prioritize integrity, we don't prioritize honor. And that explains why Joe Biden, the president, gave a Martin Luther King-themed address on Sunday at Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta, where Martin Luther King used to preach. And Joe Biden said this about his past in the civil rights movement. And let's lay one thing to rest. I may be a practicing Catholic. We used to go to 730 Mass every morning in high school and then in college before I went to the black church. Not a joke. Andy knows this. Now, Andy is Andrew Young, former U.N. ambassador. And Joe Biden has mentioned his affiliation with Andrew Young before, saying that they were both arrested in a civil rights thing and they weren't. And so I just wanted to verify that this is a lie. So I Googled lies Joe Biden tells about his civil rights background, and I came upon a CNN story. CNN, not exactly a critic of Joe Biden, not exactly a critic of the Democratic Party. They wrote this a year after Biden had been in the White House. Okay, And the headline on the story is fact check, a look at Biden's first year in false claims. Here's the beginning paragraph. When President Joe Biden passingly said in a voting rights speech last week that he had been arrested in the context of the civil rights movement, even suggesting that this had happened more than once, it was a classic Biden false claim. Not a lie, see, false claim. An anecdote. Since when is a lie an anecdote? An anecdote's a funny story. At least it was when I learned the word anecdote. It was... A classic Biden false claim, an anecdote about his past for which there is no evidence. (laughs) Don't you love how they say this? So he's lying through his teeth. Ah, it's just a fact for which there is no evidence. Okay. Okay. Prompted by a decision to ad lib rather than stick to a prepared text, resulting in easily avoidable questions about his honesty. Wow. I commend whoever the hack is who wrote this. Daniel Dale. That's a long, circuitous path to avoid rubbing up against saying Joe Biden's a liar. (laughs) But anyway, Daniel Dale goes on to articulate 15 specific examples of outright lies Biden told in his first year in office. But of course, of course, of course. He says, Joe Biden is no Trump. With that said, dozens of false claims from the president of the United States is not nothing. Yes, it is not nothing. So Daniel Dale of CNN says that's a lie about Joe Biden's exaggerated civil rights past. And then just before I closed the webpage, just before I closed the webpage, I looked at the second story on my Google search. And wouldn't you know, it was a Substack story written by... A guy by the name of Sean King. Now, Sean King's name literally, like, leaped off the page at me like a crouching tiger. Because I'm very familiar with Sean King. Because Sean King is a controversial figure in the racial justice movement. Because there are many people who have reported, insinuated, alleged... That Sean King, who went to Morehouse College in Atlanta, who has always been a journalist who has delved in civil rights-related matters and social justice-related matters, that Sean King 
who has always portrayed himself publicly as a mixed-race reporter, that Sean King is actually not mixed-race, that Sean King is actually white. But he can make himself to look black. Now, I don't know what Sean King's real ethnicity is or not. His birth certificate says his father was white. He says his mother had multiple partners and that his father really was black. It's not really important what his race is for the purpose of this conversation because Sean King wrote a substack that says this, two truths and 31 lies Joe Biden has told about his work in the civil rights movement. Now, Sean King has been disparagingly referred to online by those who say that he is not half black or even fractionally black. He is referred to by the... Uh, unflattering nickname, Talcum X. Malcolm X, civil rights leader. Talcum powder is white. So they refer to Sean King as Talcum X. I got to say, that's funny. It is. Sorry. I'm really glad Sheila Jackson Lee's law is not a law yet. Because that is funny. Talcum X. But what is Sean King, civil rights activist and lifelong social justice warrior doing writing a story on his substack entitled Two Truths and 31 Lies Joe Biden has told about his work in the civil rights movement. Well, it's very interesting. And Sean King goes through lots and lots of facts about Joe Biden, including this. He said when Joe Biden was announced as Barack Obama's vice president, Sean King wanted to know, because he was all in on Barack Obama, he wanted to know who is this Joe Biden guy. So he read Joe Biden's autobiography from cover to cover. He said it was 400 pages long. And... This is what Sean King said about what was in Joe Biden's autobiography about his involvement in the social justice movement. What I found in his autobiography shocked me. He reduces his entire involvement in the civil rights movement to two sentences. On page 43, it reads, this is Biden talking. I worked there, a swimming pool, back in the early 60s when freedom riders, sit-ins, and Bull Connors dogs and fire hoses were starting to get people's attention. Like everybody in America in those years, I was getting a dramatic lesson about segregation and civil rights from newspapers and television. And then Sean King writes, newspapers and television, that's it. That's the whole section he wrote in his 400-page autobiography about his involvement in the civil rights movement. Newspapers and television, that's where Joe Biden, like most people, in his own words, admitted that he learned about the civil rights movement. Newspapers and television, not during trainings in black churches, not during sit-ins at segregated restaurants and movie theaters, not during the organized marches and protests he claimed to be a part of along Route 40. So there's more in Sean King's substack about Joe Biden and why Joe Biden stopped talking about his deep involvement in the civil rights movement from like the late 1980s until 2020 when he was running for president again. The autobiography came in the middle. He wrote almost nothing about being involved in the civil rights movement. Now in 2020, when he's running against Trump, he's like right there on the front lines with his pal Andrew Young. All right, so Joe Biden, you know, is a serial liar, and he continues to lie and exaggerate, and he's got the document scandal going on. But the, for our purposes today on Martin Luther King Day, uh, one of the lies that Biden continues to tell is that he was deeply involved in the civil rights movement. 
and he was at Ebenezer Baptist Church in Atlanta. And he said this about his extensive civil rights background. And let's lay one thing to rest. I may be a practicing Catholic. We used to go to 730 Mass every morning in high school and then in college before I went to the black church. Not a joke. Andy knows this. So he's told a lot of lies. He's a truck driver. He uh, grew up in a Puerto Rican community. Um, he went on a train with a guy who was dead at the time. Biden said he had a conversation with him about being on the train. Uh, blah, 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 blah. But this, this lie, I found a very unusual critic of online, Sean King, a very, very, very ardent leftist, big social justice guy. And Sean King wrote a blog, Two Truths and 31 Lies, Joe Biden tells about his work in the civil rights movement. And Sean King starts his Substack piece by noting that Biden got busted for, in the late 80s, running for president by lifting a speech from a labor leader in England, and that he was clearly guilty of plagiarism and a Bobby Kennedy speech as well. And that when Joe Biden became Barack Obama's vice presidential nominee in 2008, Sean King wanted to know what kind of guy's pairing up with this guy that I'm thrilled to vote for for president. So he read Biden's autobiography and he found that there was like two sentences in Biden's autobiography, 400 page biography, only two sentences about his involvement in the civil rights movement. Now, every time he turns around and every time he talks to a black church, he's talking about his extensive involvement. He was a, visited Nelson Mandela and he got arrested at a civil rights protest, and he was ahead of the curve, ahead of all the evil Republican white people who didn't embrace the civil rights movement. But Joe Biden did. And then Sean King, he documents this with audio. It's, it's, a, it's an amazing substack. Sean King writes, after nearly losing his career because of lies from 1987 until 2014, Joe Biden appeared to refrain from telling any lies or anything about his role in the civil rights movement. But suddenly, while giving a speech at the Martin Luther King Day breakfast in January of 2014, he resorted back to the same old debunked lies and also added a brand new one that he had never told his entire life, saying that he was regularly trained for the civil rights movement in 1960 on Sunday mornings in black churches. Here's that audio. But it was it was it was an epiphany for me. And so I got involved in deseg. I was no big shakes, Reverend, in the civil rights movement. I was just a kid. I got involved in desegregated movie theaters and helping, you may remember, Reverend Moyer in Delaware and Herman Holloway organize voter registration drives, coming out of black churches on Sunday, figuring how we were going to move. But you know what? Dr. King, if you remember, you all do, in 65, wrote from the jail in Selma, he said, vote. So this is not true. He goes on. He continues to do this on the campaign trail. Sean King notes all of it. He has all the documentation. Then, while running for president in 2020, at a service at the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Columbia, South Carolina, Joe Biden continues to add new layers of lies on top of the old ones. You know, when I was a teenager in Delaware, for real, I got involved in the civil rights movement. We have the eighth largest black population in America. Most people don't know that. And uh, I'd go to eight o'clock mass, then I'd go to Reverend Herring's church where we'd meet 
in order to organize and figure where we were going to go, whether we're going to desegregate the Rialdo movie theater, what we were going to do. I got my education for real in the black church. And that's not hyperbole. It's a fact. Uh, Sean King writes, the Reverend Herring he speaks of is the late legendary Reverend Otis Herring of Union Baptist Church in Wilmington, Delaware. Other times when Biden tells this story, he says he'd leave Mass and go to the late Reverend Maurice Moyer's church. I spoke to former members of their churches as well as people close to both families. Neither stories are true. Joe Biden met both of these men much later in life and only learned about their great work in retrospect. Reverends Herring and Moyer were revered in Delaware, and Joe Biden is abusing their names and deaths by falsely claiming they were his mentors in 1960. They were not. Four different people in Wilmington expressed to me that these claims of Biden are so outrageous and dishonest that it caused them to truly worry for his mental health. And then Sean King notes that this is, again, 2020 campaign trail, that Biden says he was raised in the black church. He says that is as absurd a claim as a person running for president has ever made. Again, I must remind you that he has never mentioned any of this for his entire life. In 2008, Barack Obama, the first black man to ever get the nomination for president, gave a rousing speech in Illinois to introduce Joe Biden as his choice for vice president. He carefully left out any involvement Joe Biden has since claimed to have had in the civil rights movement. Could you imagine how important and relevant such movements would have been to include? It is unthinkable that Joe Biden, as he now says, was trained as a 17-year-old white boy in black churches, boycotted, marched, and put his body on the line all over Delaware, all for equality and freedom. But it never got mentioned one single time by Barack Obama, not just in his nominating speech, but in his entire presidency, not one single time ever. He says, when Joe Biden came up after Obama introduced him to accept the task ahead, he too left out any mention of any work in the civil rights movement. A few weeks later, when Biden was introduced and nominated as the vice president at the Democratic National Convention, one of the most historic times in our country as we neared closer to electing our first black president again, Joe Biden made no mention of his involvement in the civil rights movement. Nothing. Zero. Zilch. What better time, what better moment would it ever have been mentioned? So when you hear the president embellish, as his quote-unquote critics say when they are going to quote-unquote hold his feet to the fire, he's not embellishing. He's lying. And the best face you can put on his lies is that he is mentally incapacitated. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.